1: Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
0: Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi everyone, it's Shannon Drew from Millwall INSEs. I would just like to say a huge, huge thank you to Act Millwall Podcast. And all of its listeners for all of your outstanding support so far and letting us come on your show to discuss how our skills are doing. Let's win that league for you. You're listening to Acton Law, broadcasting from beautiful South Birmingham. Accept no substitute.
1: Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you are. This is the world famous actor, Law. I'm guaranteeing you we are world famous as well. We are big. In Indonesia, Vietnam, Cambodia, uh, Swaziland, we're big in those sort of countries. Yeah, We might not be as big in South uh, South, East London, uh, but I'm telling you, we are are big in them places, aren't we Nick Hart?
2: Yeah, uh, I subscribe to a thing called Chartable, which is uh, a podcast chart service listeners and you find yourself um obsessing over your position in the spanish football charts in the, on the apple charts that so we've tumbled from 130 down to 149 and you start finding well what do we say well, you know, is, is there a reason why in um Liechtenstein, you know we, we're not cutting it anymore it's a very odd service but um we're doing okay we're, we're doing well we're up in the 30s of the um of the uh, apple football charts which i think is a pretty good performance for a uh, you know, a little show like ours, I think we're doing very well.
1: Yes, indeed. Um, Nick Hart, there he is, the podfather, the daddy himself. Uh, joining us as well is our very own Yuri Skalak, a man who's really hoping to do the bizzo this season. I mean, it's questionable uh, with the amount of time off he takes. It is Mike Hayden.
0: be virtual listeners, but well, I've just done my hamstring again, so don't expect to see me anytime soon. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Poor old Yuri. <Jiri. laughs> I had to laugh Jesus when when that... Tweet popped up before the Crystal Palace friendly that jury was named in the starting 11 and then pulled up with a, it well, was a hamstring, it, it, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so. It was funny because it was almost like in real time in our WhatsApp group <laughs> listeners because Michael Avery was making the point Scalak was going to make a comeback 10 minutes later. Now he's injured in the warm so
2: no think, sign of Paul Jury I think I was speculating could this be the season of the Scalac and as I posted the answer to that seems to be no Mike it isn't going to be the season of the Scalac right. I believe he was quite well rated Mike at Brighton I mean I, I, you know the, yeah. the there are video clips online apparently available listeners that show Jury Scalac looking quite dangerous um, I don't know if we've caught him at a bad time in his life he just doesn't seem to be health wise he doesn't seem to be right does he? No
0: I mean you Right. And, and uh, I think when Brighton got promoted, he played a very key part in that season, um, played a lot of games for them, got a lot of assists and was, um, yeah, I think one of the first names on the team sheet. At uh, the moment they got promoted, he was just completely faded out. Uh, the manager, I think it was Chris Houston, didn't fancy him. Yeah. Um, and then ultimately, he, he didn't really play football for a year. So, uh, I mean, you know, if you... Don't ply your trade for that long. You, ultimately, you're going to start to get a bit worse at it. And I imagine his body may have taken its toll as well, um, hence why we may have seen a few injuries. Um, but he's like a bottle of staropram at the moment breaks <laughs> um, so easily. Um, so, yes, unfortunately, we've, I think we've caught him at the wrong time in his career, Nick.
2: I think we have. I think we have. A nil one loss to Crystal Palace in the friendly. Did Did you watch it, Mike? I didn't. I, I, I no. <laughs> no. I. Right? I mean, was that was that work wise or was that I? Yeah.
0: Wide, I, I was working. Funnily enough, my friend is a Crystal Palace fan, and it was five pounds on their iPhone. It was ten pounds for us. Yeah, work that one out. So, I, didn't uh, know that. I didn't Yes, I didn't see the game that, though. Um, but um, yeah, I heard it. It seemed like a, a relatively strong performance from Millwall, according to Rowett.
2: According to Rowan, i mean i i, I didn 't watch it listeners regular listeners to this show over the years will know that on principle i don 't do friendlies, so um i'm certainly not going to pay you a 10 when i'll it seems that palace fans are paying a five but that's that's interesting um so I, i've never never been a fan of friendlies as a as a spectator you know um, pursuit, but it sounds like it was um an okay performance overall the goal I saw on Social media looked like a pretty well taken goal. Zaha, I think it was, Mike. Yeah. Got a close range chance, fell to him. Um, you could maybe talk about the defending that led to the cross on the right, but that seems a little bit churlish in a friendly, friendly match. I mean, Rarit R- 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 said after it was a good lesson against the Premier League side, so and I think. There's a strong argument that you don't really gain anything by playing weaker opponents. You do gain by playing stronger opponents, don't you? I
0: definitely agree with you, Nick. I think usually we don't really play a strong opponent, I think, in the last friendly game historically. Um in the last few years that we've played a Spanish opponent, haven't we? I think we mm. had the, the Rayo Vallecano down here and I think we played Sociedad. dad one, yeah.
2: Season. Yeah. yeah. Was
0: that last yeah. season. Um so but I think it's always good to play um, you know, a team like Crystal Palace who are very much um, you know, a Premier League opposition used to playing English football and um, at a very good standard. I think, I don't know how much you get of playing against the Spanish side with a completely different style to what we're going to face in the league. So I think with Palace, a team unfortunately better than us, um, but a good test. um, And um, it sounds like we made a good account of ourselves, had some good chances in the second half as well. Um, You know, lost 1-0, but it ultimately was, it sounded like a good run out, which is what you want from a pre-season game, I think.
2: I mean, the goal. The goal was well taken by by Zaha, as, as we've said, and apparently we had one or two chances ourselves. So I think we can probably take that as a as a positive. As much as you ever can do with preseason friendlies, I've I've never liked them as, as concepts. Friendlies, I just find they lack that essential competitive, um, you know, element that that's, that's needed. I mean, tomorrow we've got a Caribou Cup game at Crawley which I'd imagine is going to be another £10 pay-per-view, which I will watch because...
1: Ten, ten jibs on the pay-per-view?
2: Yeah. As Mike said earlier on, um, the Palace were charging a fiver, which seems to be more a... I might have paid a fiver, and I don't know why I'm getting hung up on yeah. £5, Mike, because it, it seems just... Um, a tenner just seems a lot, you know, for, for, a, for a friendly match. Are you,
1: are you telling me you didn't find some Yugoslavian stream? And, and i I way.
2: forgot it was on i actually forgot. and this, I know this is not what you should say as a podcaster because you're supposed to live and breathe the game and the club and all the rest, but I actually forgot it was on till I think it was about um just short of half times back it was just gone half past um whatever it was one o'clock two o'clock. I can't remember. And someone said to me, me walls are on." I thought, "Oh yeah, the, the, the friend is going." But I thought, "I'm not going to pay a tenner now to watch basically a, a half of friendly football." You know, but and the so, price so, seems strong, do not it? Are we? Gonna, are, yeah. are we? Are we to all get used to this stronging it this season because of the the COVID and the fact that we're all going to be watching? I I follow streams, and they're going to try and you know ring the well, ring the sponge that, up.
1: It's, it's going to be yeah. very much like this. I wouldn't be surprised if they start selling sort of bulk passes you know um you know you know for the i follow which can be sort of transferred into into real tickets when 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 games are back incidentally i'm actually going to the first competitive game with fans back excuse me which is on tuesday it's cambridge versus fulham okay there's a thousand fans let in i've had it on good word to keep it between us three um no one
2: else will be listening to this show mate
1: don't worry uh, about yeah that. well no one is no one is um and uh, I don't know the 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 Cambodian word for attendance. Um, so <laughs> I've heard that Cambridge are going to be allowing two and a half thousand fans in to their league game at the weekend. So the opening day for right. Carlisle. So there's progress being made. There is progress being made, and it's it's they apparently they're hitting government guidelines. They're hitting government targets on what to do, and sort of they're, they're playing ball effectively. Uh, and that's why they've been allowed to, to do this. So a 1,000 fans in Tuesday, 2,500. Mm. No away fans, however. No, 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 uh, no.
2: 2,500
1: for the first game of the season. I'm not in fact sure how many the Abbey Stadium holds. It's not going to be many. Yeah, I was 10,000? Yeah, 8,127. No? 8, 8, 8, so they've got uh, half of that is seated. And they've got, I think, two terraces there. So, you know... If you're kind of doing the maths, if you've got 8,300 seated divided by 2,500, that will give you the one in XYZ number um, that we can probably do calculations by, I'm guessing. Um, Mm. How that works Millwall, I'm not sure in terms of I don't know the exact number of season ticket holders there at the club. Um, You know, let's be fair, attendances are always within sort of the 9 to 12, 13 bracket at the den. Would you say that?
2: Home fans, yeah, I'd say that. I mean, yeah, much, much depends 12. on the on the away f- uh, following. I mean, that normally takes us to fourteen or fifteen, depending yeah. on if, if the if the upper tiers sold out. Uh, I mean, last season's average attendance was thirteen thousand seven hundred yeah. and something, so I suppose that would include the away fans. I mean, there have mm. been away, uh, there have been fans at non-league games. I've seen some of the yeah. local teams around here in East London that've been. You know, where the kind of grounds where it's just a barrier around the edge of the pitch, and you're standing against the, you know, the 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 um, the, uh, the the barrier. So there have been fans. I think they've had limits on two or three hundred fans at places like Barking and Ilford and, and clubs of that of that level. So there is there is progress. Um, did I read today? I don't know if you saw it, Mike. The um, Tottenham are trying to uh, push for a thirty one thousand crowd at the, at White Hart Lane at some Maybe. point. Um, which well, would be half yeah. capacity. I can't see him getting that at the moment.
0: but No, uh, it depends how strict um, the, the things become, I suppose. I mean, obviously Millwall are looking at, I think it was the 1st of October, isn't it, from then yeah. onwards. But, I mean, maybe Cambridge can do it something to do with the fact that, as you said, Aaron, they've got two terraces. Is, is it easier to segregate people and you can fit more in, in a standing mm. terrace rather than, obviously, a, a full-seater stadium? Um, but... Um, yeah I, I, I don't know what the answer is i suppose we'll just have to wait and see yeah I, mean, I
2: i i think um it's such an open question i mean the i think Mike calvin posted it that's that's who it, who, who put the um the Tottenham tweet on there and he's asking whether it 's um a good thing a safe thing or, or not and this is going to vary according to your personal stance on on the the likes of mask wearing and the whole um covid Question Which is a bit outside our remit here, really, but um, whether it's safe so think, or not, I don't um, know, don't know,
0: yeah. Because I mean, I think maybe more of the clubs, if you're letting half of you know the Tottenham Stadium go and it's not necessarily in the ground where the issues may be, it's outside, you know, how do you get that amount of people to you know queue up and maybe have some sort of COVID test? Um, how long are they going to have to be in the ground before kickoff? You know, it could be you could be talking at two, three hours before the match. Um, and, and that's where it could, you know, the club doesn't necessarily have control of social no. distancing, for no. example. Um, you know, so that needs to be thought about as well. But I, I would say that that's an ambitious claim uh, that Tottenham are making, I think.
2: I, I would think that that sounds like 50% capacity. I mean, yeah, I think ambitious. the Lions were working on... Was it just under six thousand, which would be one yeah. third the capacity without away fans? Um, I did see um, we've got this wooden kind of shantytown type turnstile arrangement outside the car park now, haven't they? And if you've seen that, it's built out of old beer crates. You know the old wooden beer crates and mm. <laughs> no, <laughs> across I, I, the car park,
1: cabbages. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well i think the
2: plan is that you get your, t- your ticket checked now, I-, I guess as mike says some kind of temperature check i guess at that point out in the open and then you walk into the ground to sit wherever you're designated to sit i don't know i don't know how it's going to work um, i can see it all going quite wrong quite quickly um just that's my instinctive reaction
1: nick sure. can i bring you some transfer news go um, for it man there's been a lot of talk um, obviously about Mill sort of improving and especially towards the front end of the pitch you know obviously they brought in Troy Parrott on loan um, a player they've been linked with is Lionel Messi from Barcelona good uh, boy good boy honest
2: boy yeah. he's, he's who's not that? He's not li- 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 uh,
1: Messi oh, hurt. It. no it doesn't ring matter. decent
2: very decent player is he? No, I'll take your word from right,
1: it. the official yeah. word from both ends that Lionel Messi has confirmed he's going nowhere he's done a U-turn yeah. which hmm. everyone knew uh, was let's be fair gonna happen. Um and, and Gary Robert's got to move on with the squad really.
2: Um but that's a shame. I, I thought uh Leonor would fit in quite nicely uh, as a as a kind of like a an oppo for Jury Scalak actually. I mean when Scalak's down then Messi could come off the bench for him. I mm, you know, yeah. very <laughs> adequate uh, very very good at championship <laughs> level I'd say. He'd
1: have to work his way into the squad chaps. You know well, like we, make, well, like, yeah. Yeah. we uh, went
0: wrong was when Messi was fifteen, we should have post him straight. Well this margin, is back to Theo this yeah, ectosia, exactly.
1: Allegedly, a couple of returns though. We've uh, seen Mason Bennett return on a permanent deal. Scott Malone is in on a left back. Um, a lot of negative press for Scott Malone. I'm a big fan of his. Having watched him at Fulham, um, I'm I think he he's an absolutely brilliant Championship left back. Someone who loves to attack. He can really whip a ball in as well. That's the thing. You know, his deliveries are excellent. He knows how to attack. And, and he knows how to defend, and I think he'd be a really, really good addition to the team. Obviously, Mason Bennett's coming. It was expected. I thought he was on a free for some reason. Didn't it say undisclosed fee?
2: Undisclosed, I read. Oh, uh, right. Right. I you
1: thought know? he
0: was out of contract. Yeah, really? I thought he was. No.
2: There was a lot of... I mean, I think um, Mason leaves Derby with a lot of... Um, you know, there was a, a mutual sense of, um, you know, good riddance on both relief. on both sides, relief, relief. Yeah. Um, you know, I just read some of the Derby fans' comments. Um, they're not unhappy to see the back of him. I think it's a great shame. I think he's a very talented player. He's, he's clearly gone wrong, um, both in, in terms of career and and personal wise up there. So, um, you know, he's he's got to he's got a chance, a second shot. I think. Uh, did I the or did I hear? I, I don't even know where I picked it up that he's on some kind of paper paper play basis at the moment. Oh, wow. I don't know if that's if that's true of or, or you know whether that's just made up mm, stories. But
0: yeah, I think he seems a bit. I know he's got injury problems, and it's un, you know, probably play about half the games this season. Um, but I mean, someone that young to be on a pay as you play. I, I would. not so. it but seems so.
2: it seems harsh. I I I seriously wonder. And I'm interested to hear what you boys think. But I, he's clearly not been a happy boy up there at Derby for some time, and. Returning to Rowett, Rowett seems to have an almost um, paternal kind of relationship with him. The pictures of, I know all, all promotional pictures when you sign are going to be smiley faces and everyone expects that. But he looks like he's happy and settled. I just wonder whether that's going to impact on his health because generally speaking in this life, if you're a happy person, you tend not to get ill as much as if you're unhappy. I'm just wondering whether that could be a big step forward for him. Career wise and and on on other fronts too.
0: Could be. Um, I think the nature sorry, uh, I mean, yeah, the the nature of how he plays as well probably doesn't help his injury proneness, does it? Because he no. is very much an all-firing getting stuck in sort of player. Um, interestingly enough, I think he's pretty good mates with Scott Malone. Uh so I think Scott Malone's Twitter photo has him and uh uh, Mason and Scott in it. I mean, I was being slightly pervy at people's <laughs> pictures on Twitter. I don't know why I do. I just, just, uh, just sort of have a look. I don't know why well, I did that, much but, uh, is being revealed in this conversation. Might uh, be. Yes, yes. But uh, anyway, just to just to have a little look what people look like sometimes. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Scott Malone standing there, and Mason Bennett's um, on his back, I think. Um, so clearly they have a, a rapport. So that's uh, another interesting piece of the puzzle. I, I
2: mean, I really like I really like Scott Malone. I know that he left the dead when was that back in 2014 I think something like that um I believe that was in the in the Holloway era I could be wrong so correct me, listeners if I'm wrong but um he left um well I think it was a little bit of a sour atmosphere but then there was a generally sour atmosphere going on at the club more widely than Scott Malone at the time so I think some people have long memories of you know um at that time but I really like him I'm with you Aaron I think he's a really strong attacking um, wing-back in the modern sense. I think he'll be a far better threat going forward than in defence, perhaps, but then that allows other people to do that job. So I really like him, and, and I, I like Mason Bennett. I like what we saw of him. So, you know, I can't believe that anyone can say that double signing is not going to strengthen and benefit the side on on a, what is a really huge season ahead for us.
1: Uh, one player I was looking at from Derby was Chris Martin. who was announced yesterday that he's joined Bristol City. Um, I mean a, a strange set of circumstances down there uh with Bristol City. I think they've appointed Dean Holden
0: as Not their yet. manager.
1: Um and everyone's sort of very, very underwhelmed. But I think they'll be going for it again. Um he's been the assistant manager. I think he's been manager at Oldham once. Um, but they'll be going for it again. And you know, sort of Martin and Juju up top won't be a bad little uh, bad little combination. I'm just disappointed that Mill didn't sort of like inquire what we don't we will never know, let's be fair. Uh, until someone asked the question. But, you know, I really thought he'd do well at Millwall.
2: I mean, I I, I wonder whether we're getting close. I mean, the, the, I think Rowett was saying he might want somebody else in midfield, but um, are we getting close now to a squad that he's happy with to work with? Um, are we there kind of thing? I mean, obviously, with one or two going down injured, then, you know, you need, you need some coverage. But largely speaking, is this a squad that um, Gary Rowett's going to be happy to You know, to take on in the championship, with I think it's not far short of it, especially with Troy Parrott up front. I mean, I know we're heaping a lot of pressure on a young kid's shoulders, and you know he's he's unproven. I think um, I think Harry said that last last time I spoke to him. But the the potential of the boy is clear to see, and. You know, the truth is, if you want to play at the highest levels, we spoke about Lionel Messi earlier on, if you want a, an example of playing with pressure on your shoulders, that's what you've got to get used to. So as young as Troy Parrott is, if he's going to be as good as the hype suggests he will be, he'd better get used to working with pressure, hadn't he? Because, you know, if, <laughs> if, if the expectations of the Millwall crowd um, break him, then he's not going to make it to the top.
1: Achtung, Mil-ball. Mil-ball. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad?
0: Yes. Bombus, big comfort for everyone. Go to slash acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. Is anyone yeah,
1: else under, underwhelmed with this window
0: or from the middle point of view?
1: uh slash in general
0: um i'm happy with our business i think um i think it was important not to let our best players go you know we've not really got rid of anyone have we no Uh, we've lost no one so um i think it was important to yeah build the squad with numbers and you look at maybe like a squad player such as bod There's there's a decent Mm -hmm. squad player to have um you know, um, and maybe Bradshaw might be more of a squad player this season. We'll see. Um, the touch on us quickly is, um, I think, we've got a lot of players who are very versatile in a number of positions, which will really help. You know, if you look at Murray Wallace can play centre half, left back. Um, you know, they're saying Troy Parrott can play all across the line. Um, there's many players that can play in different positions, which will really help us uh, as well. I think with with the window in general, Aaron, um, maybe it's just the current. Pandemic, it seems a lot quieter than usual, doesn't it? Um, uh, not certainly at championship level, we're not seeing the money chucked around that has been in recent years. There's
2: not the money around, Mike, is there? I mean, exactly, uh, simple as that. you know, this is this is um, you know, we, we, we're we all reading the same economic news co- companies closing, people being laid off. Football is part and parcel of that. No income's gone into Mill Football Club since um, February, you know, so mm. and that that goes for everybody else, I know. So I think maybe the game's just become a little bit risk-averse for the moment. I don't think anyone wants to lash out and everyone's going for the cautious option rather than the spectacular, you know. I think they've done really well with, with Troy Parrott. I mean, I, I know that he's not ours, and, um, but to get a player of that level, a European-level player, so to speak, it's like, OK, unproven, but on loan for the year is, is really good business for Millwall, I think.
1: I'll tell you what I was thinking the other day. Um, would anyone else have taken Glenn Murray on, on loan like what
2: would have oh I would have taken him if um, I, I mean he would have gone up against Matt Smith I suppose in in terms of the kind of experienced older head up front but I mean I would take Glenn Murray over Matt Smith to be honest I know that's harsh on, on our top scorer from last season but um, I don't know if that was ever an option or you know whether that was ever he must be
0: he's getting on now isn't he is he 36 maybe older than that, that Thirty six. six
1: yeah 36 i mean look what what for the, are going to be using him in as as a main striker i think they're expecting him to sort of fire him back um because well, become this sort of one in four one in five merchant um they're expecting hit big things from him and i think danny welbeck's expected to maybe leave um, but but he still gets goals, let's be fair. He still-
2: well, this is it. I, mean, I was just thinking to myself, your physical condition at the age of 36 at championship level. I mean, I know he's just come from the Premier League, isn't he? But it's tough. And can can you plan for 46 games with Glenn Murray and maybe Troy Deeney if you're alternating? I don't know. Um, yeah. But he gets the goals. And, I th- and it's a bit like Matt Smith, isn't it? You know, I would imagine he's been written off quite a few times as he's got along
1: they got rid of him they they wanted him out you know they didn't I I think with Matt Smith at Fulham it was a case of they were creating so much and he was failing to put them away he needed you know it was was a goal every sort of 10-12 chances and it was frustrating and they needed someone a bit more clinical hence why they brought in Chris Martin you know who I think got 15 or 20 that season um, and then Mitrovic at the end, you know? Um, but yeah, it, it, it's a funny one. Nick, talk to me about the returns. No returns policy. Um, uh, one man who is sort of... <laughs> a of artist, a Jordan Archer. I found out today he's training with Bournemouth. Is so, he- no return to the Denver Archer.
2: I, I, for, as 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 the devil gets, get, my mum used to say, oh, the devil gets in you sometimes, Nick, and the devil did get in me the other day. I thought it just amused me, um, with my dark sense of humour sometimes to float the idea of Jordan coming back as backup to Bart Bielkowski, because as we've seen, um, today Frank Fielding seems to have, um, well, he seems to have disappeared actually. I don't know what's what's become of Frank Fielding, but um, we need some backup goalkeeping. We've got Ryan Sandford, who doesn't seem to be, um he doesn't seem to be up to the up to the, the number two mark. I I, I floated the idea on, on Twitter of um perhaps perhaps Jordan might um make a good number two.
0: Um I don't I think know if you Harry, saw that. Harry would be. I think Harry was really keen on that transfer.
2: <laughs> well, there's a there's a there's a TV show celebrity meltdowns on one of the you know the kind of trash channels that you get now. And I thought this is like a celebrity
0: meltdown. <laughs> Didn't like the idea at all. And not no. many others did. Mike did did they on, online. No. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't think Archer would want to come back. How that ended in in a way. No, you're um, sure. You sure about that? I thought. I thought you would love it. You know, <laughs> <laughs>
1: up against probably arguably the the best keeper in the division. Um, just like sort of you know, doing it, doing his being
0: his Joey. You know. Even, he'd, uh, he'd have uh, something in his contract which says something like, um, "I'll only play at the Danish. There's no fans there." I think Archer would he'd have that written into his contract. Otherwise, he's not playing.
2: I mean, I wasn't. I was only being, um, you know, malarkeying <laughs> about. Um, I didn't really see it as a as a, as a real prospect. I mean, I, I still think it's a shame. I think the Jordan Archer story is a is a sad one because he was a really good goalkeeper. I mean, certainly at League One level, um, he made some amazing saves in his time, But somehow inconsistency got into his game and it got into his head and who knows what else lies behind that but it's certainly he you know he he developed a failing in his game that would embarrass us at crucial moments and I'm not sure I don't know how you feel Mike I'm not sure that's that part of his game has ever been fully dealt with I don't
0: know I mean you you couldn't trust him yeah, the fact he got that Fulham move and it shocks me to hear he's actually training with Bournemouth. I mean, yeah. I suppose he'd be an all right backup keeper. But to be fair, they've got Feguer <laughs> back from AC Milan, and, yeah. and he, he's
1: poor. Ramsdale's gone uh, to to Sheffield United. They've got a young lad there called Travers, who's who's not yeah. a bad keeper. But I reckon he could he could cause a bit of a stir there, Jordan Larch, You know
0: you reckon yeah I yeah, don't know well, I mean I he's suppose we've a- not seen him play a lot recently and that's the other thing you know it's difficult to judge him I mean he had that spell out without a club didn't he and then was it Oxford or somewhere Oxford he went to for yeah. a little period of time and then a strange move to Fulham but I mean your, your point about our goalkeeping thing I mean we almost want to almost bring a Luke Steele type character back don't you sort of late 30s happy to sit on the bench can fill in if required I mean we're fortunate that Bart didn't really have any injuries last yeah. season so I that continues, but I think we you know, I'd I'd bring in a sort of character like that, um, a loop steel part two.
2: Somebody somebody of that of that standing, I think. I I read um I think it was on news at Den, I think that Rowic seems to have some ideas and some targets. And I think it will be that kind of goalkeeper, Mike, someone that's happy to, you know, to work as the kind of warm up man and then sit on the bench and be Uh, called a bomb when needed hopefully not at all Mm -hmm. Uh, the the, the Frank Fielding story is a strange one I was was just Mm -hmm. reading he hasn't trained at all this this pre-season and that's a long time chaps to be injured isn't it I mean that's over a year now since that that fateful first game last last August Um, Mm -hmm. and for you never to be fit since that that sounds like um, whatever it is Sounds like a career ender to me. If you haven't recovered in a year, you're not going to recover at all to a professional level.
0: Agreed. I don't know how long contract we signed him on either. I mean, um, yeah, maybe uh, he's probably got at least a two-year deal. So I imagine he'll be hanging around for um, the next year. But yeah, nobody talks about fielding. You're right when you said <laughs> earlier, Nick. I mean, I forgot he was at the club as well, but nobody mentions no, him. it's, it's like um, the,
2: the elephant in the room that nobody talks about, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the precise case, hasn't trained hasn't trained this pre-season. I kept, keep looking at those words and you think, well, why not? I mean, you know, a, a year out of the game and, and who knows. Um, and that one appearance, well, it was actually 30-something minutes, 35 minutes or so, and that's been it. Um, very odd story. It's going to be one of the, uh, the pub questions of the future, isn't it? Frank Fielding's career, the 35-minute goalkeeper.
1: Just um, looking at some of the other transfers, um, QPR have signed Tom Carroll uh, from Swansea City on a one-year deal. Matty Cash has left Nottingham Forest. He's got an Aston Villa. Lina's wanted by Dijon. Elias Kachunga and Josh Windas have got to Sheffield Wednesday. Just looking at the Wigan spot, actually, just sort of taking... Account of it, there's barely
2: anyone left. They've got 15. Well, they've seen. been been rifled, didn't they? I mean, um, I don't. Was the Wigan situation is 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 still a bit fluid, isn't it? I mean, they they they're obviously relegated, but there there is still, um, you know, financially, they're not in a great place at the moment. So you know, you you wonder whether they're going to be the next casualty once the season starts. Whether that club can continue to function for another year in in the football league. It's it's a very very sad situation generally. Um, I mean, I, I don't know if you've been following this, the, the bizarre posts on the Berry FC. Um, yeah, um, crazy I mean, does that, that still that, exist? I mean, they, they don't they don't play anywhere, I mean, but somehow the website exists and the 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 chairman of them uh, posts strange strange posts about the last night of the proms on there. It's very very odd. Um, so you know, you wonder what what will become of some of these clubs. Um, Charlton seem to be moving towards. A deal of some sort that will give them some stability, which um, will at least ensure their continuing um, existence in the, in the in the next season. But I think there's still a few stories like that to play out, Aaron. You know?
1: Yeah, it's a funny old time, isn't it, right now for football? I mean, that very thing, Steve Dale. Have you, I mean, did you scale Calvin Klein? he put up about very odd Calvin Klein underwear from one place and stick. Oh, very very strange. Mm-hmm. Very strange guy. Kachunga has gone to to Wednesday. Uh, Stoke has signed a load of veterans. I watched them last week and they they were crap. They were really bad. And uh, and and Blackpool were, were, were all over. It. I, I wonder. I mean,
2: one of my notes to us was that the amount of optimism that um, we're all feeling at the Den, and I think that's probably born of the fact that the division generally looks doesn't look astounding, does it, in quality terms? When I mean, as you look around. Um, whether other clubs are looking at us and say they look like contenders i don 't know, but um I think any team that 's half um coherent in this in this league this season must fancy themselves to finish you know reasonably high up the table and i think we 're in that kind of we we 're reasonably stable by by championship standards we 've got some decent players available to us this season and i think we 're rightly all fancying our chances um, it 's going to be interesting to see how long that that, that optimism lasts at Stoke City next next uh, Saturday. but um, at the moment the you know the, the, it feels like a a, a good season that is ahead of us it 's a very rare feeling at the den
0: this is uh, feels i don 't want to say it, but i just I kind of feel like this is our chance this season Massive this is our, i mean we 're in such a good um, yeah, kind of state of affairs with with players. Made some good additions. If we can build on, you know, the uh, the performances last year, Rowett's gonna you know have a full pre-season this time. Bring in players he actually wants, um, and it's it's exciting. And I think as well, um, just because money's not been thrown about as much, that's gonna help our cause because yeah, we're one of the clubs who doesn't tend to spend you know 10 million pounds on a player so that should help but also I think the general quality of the league doesn't seem as strong as last season uh as well which again will hopefully help our cause but I'm um yeah really optimistic I I think I can't remember being this optimistic going into a season um it's it's a refreshing feeling an unusual one as well I must say
2: no, I mean, it's just, you know, I do these little um, random fixture from the, the past shows, as as listeners will know, and often you find yourself looking at games and situations and squads where you think, well, Jesus Christ, you look at the players we had then, you know. Um, and at the moment, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a rare thing in middle history where you look at our squad of players, as we have now, and we have players that other clubs would want, you know. We've got, we've got a yeah. good number, a fair chunk of our squad would be highly sought after by other teams and other clubs at our level and, and possibly even upwards and that's a real situation so it, it is a massive chance Mike I, I, I make you right I think that this we, we will kick ourselves if we don't take advantage of this situation that um that lies before us because the game is at a bit of a, in a bit of a wobble at the moment um but we have a side that could and should take advantage of that so yeah Comes back to pressure. I know that we're heaping pressure on the squad, but that's that's the name of the game, isn't it? That's that's the expectation.
0: I think for us, um, it's it's about getting fans back in the den, though, because Absolutely. God, yeah. that will make a, a massive difference uh, to our chances. Um, and I think you know that's probably partially why we bl- we blew it in a little way last season. In the end, we had a chance really to get in the top six, and I, that definitely played a big part. So, yeah, let's get the den roaring again, and uh, hopefully, we can all enjoy this season.
2: I think the, it was the strangeness of the empty stadium. It took us a good three or four games to get into the swing of that. And we did. I mean, towards the end of the campaign, I know we had that wobble at, um, at QPR, and that's really when the, the season ended. But the initial strangeness of, um, you know, kind of Project Restart Football, as they called it, with the empty ground and the, and, the, and the crowdies and the water break and all the rest of it, I don't think we adapted to that kind of cold, in the sense of... Um, less than passionate atmosphere where our team thrives on the energy of the crowd. You're right. I think if we can get fans back in the den and we start to build some momentum, this could be a huge season for us.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it begins tomorrow in the League Cup at the People's Pension Stadium. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Caribou Cup action. I quite like the idea. I mean I'm I was saying earlier on that I don't like friendly games. And the Caribou Cup first round at Crawley feels a little bit like a midway point between a friendly and a proper um, competitive league game. So it's like a 50% point between the two. I know everyone says they want to progress in the competition. um, And yes, so do I. But I'm not going to take that terribly seriously because I think we have a squad that's not huge and we really 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 do need to focus on the league so if we were to go out to a a penalty shootout tomorrow I won't be heartbroken but um, at the same time it's going to be an interesting game I think Crawley have um, won Tony Craig we talked about Lionel Messi earlier on we're going to talk about Tony Craig 35 years old playing for Crawley Um, and he's always going to bring an edge to his game he won't be I know you know he's he's, he's mill through and through but he will bring edge and fire and energy to the game. So I think we're in for a good
0: test tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to completely make you right, Nick. That was similar to what I was going to say. It feels almost odd that we have a rip-roaring game at the Den against Crystal Palace as a a last friendly and then all of a sudden you're almost in this you know, damp Carabao Cup away at (laughs) a League Two side. It almost is a bit of a damp start to the season. I'm kind of just thinking to myself, the, the Stoke game is the real start to the season for me. And it, it's quite strange as well, because of a new usual season, you'd obviously have your first league game, then the Carabao Cup fixtures, Midweek, and then your second league game the following Saturday. But obviously, the time we live in, nothing is normal, and we're starting with Carabao Cup action. Um, I think the interesting thing will be to see what Rowett does because, you know, do you play a first, a a first full, sorry, I'll reword that, a full strength team uh, that we're going to play against Stoke and really get everything firing against Crawley and ready for next Saturday? Or would you take the usual Carabao Cup route in playing? you know, maybe your Tyler Burries and um, Hayden, Hayden Mullers, yeah. uh, yeah. for example, and yeah. giving, um, rotating the team a little bit. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how what Rowett views it to, in that
1: regard. You, you to? Obviously, we're looking at, you know, trying to play a competitive game and basically getting the win. That's the idea. That's the name of the yeah. game. What would you do? Would you would you play a weakened
2: team? I would, yeah, I would. I, well, weakened team in the sense of the Hayden Mullers and, and the Tylers and... Uh, Billy Mitchell's not is, is not available now, but I would have played Billy if um, if he'd been available. Um, just looking at the news at Den, we have no Shane Fergus, we have no John Daddy, uh, both on international duty. Troy Parrott is still carrying a slight um, strain to his quads, and of course, Jiri um, limped out of the warm up, and I think Marlon Romero might not be risked according to the news at Den. So I think we we'll probably won't be far short of a um, <laughs> a second um, choice eleven, so to speak. But I. I you know, it's it'd be it would be nice to progress, but it's nice, not essential. And I would far sooner pick up three points at, at Stoke. Um, and if that means that we can get some minutes in the legs for players that need it and come away relatively unscathed, and get three points next week, that's really where I want our focus to be.
0: Yeah, I I think, uh, I was thinking about this while you were talking, I I do agree, I think mainly because of the players we have unavailable, I think for the game, we may be forced to play a slightly rotated side anyway, Mm. Uh, but I think, yeah, maybe give some of the youngsters a chance, and make sure that everyone's fit and firing for the Stoke match, I, I really couldn't give two shits if we progress or not in in the game i I don't care about the carabao cup the only nice thing is to see some of our maybe our youngsters on display give them some more experience um but um yeah the carabao cup is it might as well be a friendly tournament for me i i have no interest in it unfortunately Uh,
2: it's sad but i think crawley will approach it in quite a competitive frame of mind as well i think they they will want to progress um, <clears throat> led by led by craig and he, he will want to get a result against his old club, so
1: that 's the game since march here.
2: no so they will they will they, out, of course yeah, yeah. They, they will want to they will want to get something tomorrow, and I think maybe we will slightly be thinking in terms of next week from you know not taking knocks not 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 losing players, so I think it 's going to be a, a, a difficult game I, I can see it going to a penalty shootout to be honest i 'm thinking it will be you know, one-all, nil-nil or whatever at the end of 90. And then the the lotto of, of a penalty shootout at the end of that. Get
0: your, get your £10 worth then, Nick, if there's a penalty shootout. <laughs> get, try and get some money on
2: that, yeah. £10. Absolutely. You're listening to Actual no. I was just going to say, I quite like the idea of caribou. the Caribou first round being used as a pre-season game. It used to, they used to do this in the 70s and I always liked it rather than the friendly I'd always prefer I would prefer to watch that tomorrow and I will be watching that on, on the I Follow rather than the friendly match this, this, this at least has some meaning and I, I, I prefer that to friendly football any day of the week
1: um, looking at uh, t- Nick tell us about the Akhtung Aka
2: the Actung Aka yeah I, I'm actually going to roll the. I've done a jingle chap, so I'm going to roll that jingle now
1: roll jingle uh,
2: That's on Acca. What we're we going to do, listeners, um, we, all through the season, I've actually created a Skybet account for myself, and each of our of our voices that's that's Mike, that's Michael, Harry, Aaron, Ryan, and my good self are going to select a game from tomorrow's program, so to speak. So this week we've we've all taken um, choices from the the Caribou Cup action. We're going to do it as a six way accumulator five pound on it each week we 're going to do this for the season, and the winnings will go to charity we'll, if, if we win we 'll choose a charity that, um, that will the, the, I, I, the chance of us winning may be slim i don 't know but we 've each made our choices for tomorrow caribou cup actung aka if you bear with me a moment, I will edit this to make it sound a really smooth transition so tomorrow 's choices listeners harry 's gone for Cardiff to beat Northampton. Um, Ryan's chosen Bolton to beat Bradford City. Aaron, you're taking Swansea, I think are away at, at Newport.
1: Yeah, I'm going to it, so that's what I'm it.
2: Okay, so we're looking for Swansea. Um, Michael's gone for Huddersfield to take uh, Rochdale. I think Huddersfield are at Rochdale for that game, if memory serves. Um, Mike, you've gone for Peterborough to uh, beat Cheltenham. And I've gone for Sunderland, Aidan O'Brien field goals to beat whole city. So our, our Achtung Acker is Cardiff, Bolton, Swansea, Huddersfield, Sunderland, and Peterborough. If that six-fold accumulator comes off, dear listeners, we'll donate that money to charity of our choice and um, let's keep our fingers crossed. We're going to do it all through the season mm, and to. hopefully, hopefully we'll get some money for some good causes. Um, you know, what, what are you- the
0: returns, Nick, on that?
2: Five pound will give us. I think it's about two hundred and fifteen quid if if it comes off.
0: Not to be sniffed at. That.
2: No, I mean I'm not going to go to town on this. I'm going to put a fiver on each time, and we'll see. You know if we can if we can do it. So let's hope that the good causes and charities that we like to support on this podcast can get some more money um, through the Achtung Acka, and we will keep you informed. Dear yeah, listeners.
1: um let's give a a shout, a shout out to the lionesses as well. Our brand new advert billboard thing is uh, is up at St. Paul's, mate.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um I've become really um interested in the Lionesses, and I never used to be. And the reason that I have changed my viewpoint and my eyes have been opened, dear listeners, is the great stuff that's been produced by Ryan and, and Michael, speaking to the managers, uh the, the, the girls of, of the of the team um I, I never had much interest in women's football i will confess to you i'm not going to you know make out that i did but listening to the insights and the stories and and the, the the sheer commitment shown by these girls to improve themselves improve as players and in other, other directions too um the commitment to to playing and and, and to the hard work and graft has opened my eyes to the women's game so um, we're really happy to be able to put a ball up at, um, at St Paul's. That gives some support to the, to the club. We'll try and do some more as the season goes along, um, because I think it's a really good, a really good cause. Um, it's part of the club that you know should get more coverage. They've had a tough time of it in recent years. They're playing at the one of the lowest levels, I think, in the women's game. And they're looking to rebuild themselves back up to the, um, I think it's championship level they were at previously in the women's game. Um, so they're looking to rebuild. Um, and I just have a listen to the shows. If you haven't listened yet, listeners do have a listen to one or two of them. They're really good. They give you a real insight into um, the lives and, 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 and the playing approaches of, of, of the girls and how much work goes into it. And I think you're like me. Change your views a little bit if you do so. So um come on you lionesses. Um Acton will be reporting all season on the on the Lionesses and we'll also um be running bits and pieces in this show just to, to give them a bit of promotion. Hopefully, once fans can go back, Aaron, we can get along to a game over at some point once we can go back be, and watch yeah. football properly.
1: It would be good to pop down there. Uh, Nick will be doing autographs and photos and <laughs> and, and the ladies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs>
2: The big news of the week, Aaron, just to close us out, um, Mm. is the return of the green and white kit, the green and white away kit. I don't know if you've seen this.
1: Yeah. Beautiful.
2: Green and white halves. Um, I, I thought it was visually quite striking. I don't. What do you think, Mike? Do you like it?
0: Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, it did. It did strike me certainly. Um, I think it's a yeah. It's a beauty. We always switch it up with the third kit. Oh, is it the away kit? Sorry, or the third. It's the kit? away kit. It's still, I oh, is it? I think. I, thought, it's, I think I it's the away kit, isn't it? I think. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, you're right. So I was just looking at it now. Um, Yeah, no, yeah, very visually striking. Um, Whenever I see that sort of green, and also it just reminds you of that fantastic Neil Harris moment, scoring the goal at Watford on the return from from cancer. Um, And I think that that when I saw it, I mean, you just think back to that moment, which is obviously a, a, beautiful moment in Mill's history. So all for the kit, I think it looks, um, yeah, it looks, it looks cool. Quite striking. Um, again, won't, won't buy one cause I'm a fully grown man, but, um, <laughs> it looks good on, uh, yeah, a it, lad it, like Conor Mahoney. <laughs> it looks
2: good on well honed, gym gym trained bodies. I think my <laughs> yeah. midriff may not favor it. So, um, you know, um, no, I, I mean, it's, as a design, it's it's, it's very good. Um, it's and so, insane so, so, insane so it the blue mean, kit. The home kit's good as well, by the way. Well done to Macron.
1: Well, Macron, mm. Macron, I think Macron let it down, personally. But, you know, I think I, they're just such a poor manufacturer.
2: I do hear some stories of the labels and the logos coming off after <laughs> yeah, one watch, but yeah. I, I don't wear them. so. You know.
1: I, I was a fan of the white last season, personally. I really like the white. But uh, this is this is nice it's interesting
2: it's excellent stuff it's I, think, I think that's the Mill news this week Aaron so thank you for dragging yourself out of the kitchen mate
1: well you know it's been a busy one man. it's been a busy
2: one. <laughs> 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 thank you Mike for coming on and, 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 and having to uh, stick around for the day whilst we do it so thank you Mike yeah,
0: always a pleasure gents thank you very much thank you um, yeah join us again
1: uh, next who's with us next week Nick what's, what's the um, I
2: think it's Michael Michael Avery next week oh, for the yes. Real Mill Fan Show
1: and I'm sure you'll have plenty to say on that new club shop website, which is absolutely spotty. You'll be all over it, mate. Be um, over it. Like a tramp on hot chips. That's it. <laughs> exactly. uh, until next time, though, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Acton Mill. Don't forget the Mill Lionesses as well. Bye for now.
2: Bye for now. Thank you for
0: listening to Acton Mill. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple
1: Podcasts and leave us a cheeky overview, however direction you will. Till next time.